the Winnipeg Foundation invited Winnipeggers to share their visions for Winnipeg's next 100 years and the potential role philanthropy might play. This is our next 100. Today we'll hear from Jerry Labossier, board member of the Winnipeg Foundation from 2012 to 2020. To focus on the whole then becomes a matter of learning to become more and more deeply connected. It starts with me, but focuses on we. Jerry Labossier is a retired chartered professional accountant and holds a Bachelor of Commerce with Honours and a Bachelor of Arts from the University of Manitoba. He has held numerous positions in business over the years and has been active on boards and committees for community organizations in culture and healthcare, primarily with the Grey Nuns, which is now Rezo Compassion Network. Here is Jerry Labossier. I start with a quote from one of my favorite authors, Richard Wagamese, who is an Ojibwe author born in Northwestern Ontario. And Richard says, nothing in the universe ever grew from the outside in. So with that context in mind, we all generally aspire to a world of peace and unity. With much of the chaos, crisis, and catastrophes in the world, it often seems like we are further away from unity and harmony than ever before. We have but to look at our current pandemic, our out-of-balance ecosystems, the increasing pace of everyday life, the happenings of our neighbor to the south, to acknowledge its seriousness. So how do we recreate balance? A small group of elders from countries throughout the world were asked recently, what does the world need to hear right now? One wise woman from Jalisco, Mexico replied, the animals, the minerals, the plants and the vegetables, they know who they are. We humans have forgotten who we are. That is the question. There is a global conscious awakening to the beliefs and teachings of first peoples from times and places all over the world that we are in fact all connected, that we are not separate from nature, from Mother Earth, from our cosmos, and from each other. We are part of the whole. Without this connectedness, we do not exist as our truest selves. Witness the collaboration and cooperation and the circle of life of the animal world, of our forests, and in fact, in the cells of our own bodies. As Albert Einstein put it, holistic approaches do not only affect our physical body, but also the mental, spiritual, and emotional parts. Each disturbance is approached from the whole entity. Healing process is a consciousness-raising process in which it concerns the total harmony and balance of a human being. Key element is not one symptom but the focus is on the whole. As an example, three hot topics of the day include mental health, addictions, and reconciliation. 
They were often discussed separately, organized separately, and funded separately. How do we evolve our system discussion to include them as a whole? To focus on the whole then becomes a matter of learning to become more and more deeply connected. It starts with me, but focuses on we. For the me, it's about learning to become vulnerable, to go deeper within myself and bring me closer to truth. It's about using humor and stories. It's about seeing my neighbor as an equal. It's about letting go and creating space within myself. It's about practicing kindness and compassion every day. For the we, it's about focus. It's about building and realigning our structures that are seemingly stuck in control and wealth accumulation. It's about empowering communities and creating a movement. It's about learning from organizations in our midst, such as the Winnipeg Foundation and the United Way that have been on this path. It's about reconciling and building relationships between all of us, learning from the structures that existed many generations ago that were focused on the whole. It's about building community. It's about people and the choices we make. Do we have the courage to engage in thought-provoking and deeper conversations on reconciliation, on Black Lives Matter, on our pandemic, and on the questions go? And finally, what are the next few steps for me and we? Thanks, Jerry. What does vulnerability mean to you? My recollection of that word was highlighted by a lady by the name of Brenny Brown. And Brenny Brown has, was a researcher, became famous with her TED Talks and so on. And she talked about stepping into the arena and what was needed to step in the arena. And so as we ask ourselves thought-provoking questions, deeper questions that sometimes we are afraid to go there. So vulnerability for me means some sense of, okay, I'm going to let go. I'm going to have no predisposition to exactly where this is going to go. And I'm going to step into this. Richard Wagamese always tells little stories between himself and uh, wisdom teachers. And he calls them, you know, the old man or the old lady or the old woman. And so one of them is about just that, this aspect of vulnerability and what does it take? And so he asked the question, what do I need to live at my best? The old woman answers truth and courage. And he says, well, not purpose and strength. She replies, truth and courage are purpose and strength. They are the roots of everything powerful, everything spiritual, when we keep our truth in front of us and have the courage to keep moving toward it through anything that arises, you live at your best. Then he asks, even if I stumble, and she says, especially then. So for me, that aspect of the truth then is, is 
something that is arising on a worldwide basis. It's the process by which we, we talk about this and become more vulnerable and then ask maybe the questions. All those aspects, to me, they, they're not something I learned in school. It depended maybe on my parents, but even then, you know, part of it is the little cultures that kind of subcultures and this and that that start building up. So in my little town, it was like very small. And so there's like the unwritten rule at school, you know, you saw something happen, well, don't tell anybody, you know, because either you might get beat up or if you want to be part of the group and so on. And so when my mother would ask, how is it today? Well, there might have been a fight at school. There might have been a whole bunch of Oh, it was good. It was good. <laughs> and so, you know, then I step into the arena and was I truthful? How do I learn to become more truthful? So for me, these aspects of, uh, of vulnerability, you know, that element of today, what is it today that we can use? Well, we've talked about reconciliation, but we've maybe forgotten some elements of the truth, not just being facts. It's about kind of me going inside of myself more and more and be willing to be vulnerable. How can we change philanthropy to take on a more holistic approach to community issues? You know, in, in the old days, I would have said, here's what I think, Robert, we should do. And sitting on a Winnipeg Foundation board, that's how I might have approached things over time. These days, to try to sort of stop a little bit and say, why don't we bring a few people to talk about that and start that kind of discussion with that question in mind? So that we evolve from it. So if, if, if I do say something with you today, I'd caveat it by sort of saying, I'd really like to have more conversations with others about this and the question that you're asking. I think being practical and simple is good, uh, you know, as part of a focus. So who could we start with around this? So recently with this article and a few other things at the Winnipeg Foundation and discussing with them, even though I've now left the board, you know, what was brought up is maybe some of the philanthropists could meet and get together on certain important topics of the day. And, and what are their thoughts? And for me, what is, what is the innovation and how do we support a lot of the younger millenniums and so on that are starting to see the picture much differently than we have? And we're starting to say, I think, think they're right. <laughs> so how do we become part of that? How can we help? And how can we help evolve the systems? that we're in. So uh, the topics of the day, though, to me are really important. So the pandemic has, is a great example. Many of us have lived so many different experiences that have affected us, affected our mental health, perhaps even on the topic of relationship. Perhaps that's at the core of it, you know, not being able to meet and connect with friends, with family, and then just asking what that feels like and why is that important? And maybe starting to understand that in a different way could be a start. For me, some element of parameters in discussions and understanding that, I've seen where certain individuals involved in communications are starting to do that, um, having dialogue and being innovative about that dialogue. And so I know Winnipeg Foundation has done some of that and others and United Way, but I'm seeing it in other parts of the world. And there's actually a Canadian who's doing that at an international level and using, you know, the pandemic and Zoom and connecting people in different parts of the world. And we start seeing patterns. We start seeing things that are similar. But we also start to see, oh, innovation, ideas. Oh, this is interesting. Maybe one last component in that is that as part of the journey inwards, 
one of the big aspects for me to recognize was that we get there in different ways. We get there in different ways. It's kind of like diversity. Diversity should be a strength, but diversity can also kind of pull us apart. Uh, so in that kind of context, perhaps as we evolve, then maybe some individuals want to have the discussions about this and others about this component and others about that component. And I think through the pandemic, lots of interesting innovation has occurred to actually simplify how certain people with the right questions can sort of say, yeah, this is what I'm interested in at this stage of where I'm at. And I can be part of this group for a while and then maybe move on to something else. So I think there's a lot of interesting dynamics, aspects, innovation happening. How we fund that going forward is also interesting, you know, as we people are getting into social impact investment and so on and so forth. Thank you, Jerry, for sharing your vision with us today. Our Next 100 is a series of essays envisioning Winnipeg's next 100 years, contributed by Winnipeggers and curated by the Winnipeg Foundation. If you would like to read more essays from Our Next 100, or listen to this episode again as a podcast, please visit wpgfdn.org slash next100. Thanks for listening. Thank you.